Good morning and welcome to The Breakfast Show. You're listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88 on the Faith FM network and you are joined by Danuta and my fabulous co-host, Lawson, Lawson, good morning to you. It's another new day for us. Oh, absolutely. Back here on The Breakfast Show. Beautiful Tuesday. Nice and sunny this yeah. morning and just just into life, just getting it done. I was so busy yesterday with study and with a bunch of different things. But, hey, you know, such is life. That's, yeah. That's yeah, no, good for you. Well, I had to drive through really thick, heavy fog this morning. But oh, true. Yeah, yeah, but it's all good. You know, by the time I get to here, like around the corner, it's clear. <laughs> It's really clear. Was it? But, because I was coming from the other direction. Yeah, you a- do. And usually if it's foggy, it's foggy, but I don't remember it being foggy this Yeah, morning. yeah. So I had May- it really foggy, like even uh, at our driveway. Okay, so, okay, okay. But that's, that's, that's also because we've that's got- That's where the, the fog settled. Yeah, yeah. But that's also because we've got a lake down the end of the road. Oh, and true. And like, you know, sports fields. So it's just really open and bushland and stuff. So, yeah. you know, but I'm just really grateful for another new day. I'm really grateful- um, for great friends and family that wished me mm. lots of happy birthday wishes. Of course. I got some beautiful flowers from my hubby, a nice present, and, you know, mm. dinner's, dinner's coming up on the weekend because we didn't manage to do on the weekend. We weren't too well ourselves, so we oh, just delayed true. that. But what are you grateful for this morning? Uh, look, I am grateful. Currently at my university, I, I go to a Christian university called Avondale, yep. and they are running this thing called the Festival of Faith. Oh, tell and us about it. I actually missed last night. And I feel oh. really bad. But it's running Monday, uh, basically Monday through to Friday. It's Tuesday now. But morning and night, they're running these meetings where people are, yeah, just coming along, coming together, reflecting on some really biblical messages. It's a real high time every year, that's isn't right, it? That's right, especially mm. for the students. And everyone's invited, uh, the Christian students, the non-Christian students. And it's just really powerful. I think people are really touched and it's a real spiritual refresh you're listening to the breakfast show podcast on faith fm positively different Lawson, we have got some exciting prizes this week for in mm-hmm. our draw with the quizzes, two of them. But can you give us our first quiz question for today, please? Of course I can. The first quiz question for today. This is a fill in the blank. For he will command his blank concerning you to guard you in all your ways. Again, for he will command his blank concerning you to guard you in all your ways. 0491-064-669 is the number to text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you will go into the draw to win our incredible prizes for this week. It, we're completely focused this week on the time that we spend with Jesus. Oh, yes. The time that we spend opening his word, the time that we spend reflecting on him. And we have two books here. One is called Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings. The other one is called A Thoughtful Hour. So it's all about mm. our, our thoughts about Christ, essentially. Well, the thoughts from the Mount of Blessings are, it's essentially a commentary into his sermon on the Mount, yes. the things that he shared. Matthew there. 5 to 7. Absolutely. Mm. And then a thoughtful hour is reflecting on the life of Jesus, of course, comes from the powerful quote mm. that a thoughtful hour each day should be spent reflecting on Jesus's life. So mm. we want to give you both of these books for free. You just have to win the draw. To get in the draw, you just have to answer questions correctly. And the more questions that you answer, the more attempts, basically, That's right. that you have, the more, the more, uh, the more entries, more you chances have. you have to actually win. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So again, that 
question was, it was a fill in the blank, for he will command his blank concerning you to guard you in all your ways. That's Psalm 119 and verse 11. Come on, guys. Mm. Text us some correct answers. Get in for these amazing prizes. And yeah, again, that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. 0491 what is happening? Do you, know, do you know, just before you go on to oh, that, I was sure. just thinking on these two books last night when I was doing my devotional, because I like to do devotional in the morning and the evening especially. Um, and, you know, the, the thing is that, that basically I was thinking of the song, do you know that one, Whisper a Prayer in the Morning? Yeah, sure. Yeah, Whisper a Prayer in the Morning. Mm-hmm. Whisper a Prayer in the Morning. Yeah. And then whisper a prayer at noon, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whisper a prayer in the evening, and God and keep your heart in tune. Yes, God answers prayers in the morning. God answers, you know that that my mind went to that when I thought of these two songs Mm. because that second book particularly is about having that thoughtful hour of you know of time with God. So it's Mm. actually communing with God in prayer in His Word. Really just digging deeper and just building your relationship with him. Mm. And we want to encourage you to to be able to do that. Like just wherever you are in your journey with Jesus, it should never stop. You know, you mm. might be at the start of that journey or you might be later in the journey. Um, you know, it's always important because there's all these things in the world that pull us away from Jesus in every kind of way. But, mm. yeah, so just remember that. Hey, too, we want to do a special shout-out to Smithton in Tasmania, to our listeners on 88.0. Um, Smithton is a town in the far north northwest coast of Tasmania and it lies on the Bass Highway. So, yeah, just a special hello to those in Smithton. There's a population of about 4,000 people there. So, yeah, text us in on 0491-064-669 if you live there or have been through there, what you really love about Smithton and what you love about Faith FM too. Mm. So. Yeah, yeah, but in good news. Yeah, Lawson, you were asking about the good news section there. Here's some really good news from Ireland. Have you ever been to Ireland? I have never been to Ireland, no. no. I've been to London. I've oh, been yeah. in Heathrow. I've been out of Heathrow and in the city for a couple of days and then back into Heathrow and then gone. So that's that's my extent of stay in – well, I can't say the UK because depending on which part of Ireland it is, it's not yeah. in the UK. But, uh, but, yeah, in terms of the British Isles, right. I have spent very little time there. Yeah, well, I, I, lived I lived there for two years, and I actually lived in Liverpool where I could have caught a ferry across that took only two hours. And mm-hmm. I kept saying, I'm going to get there, going to get there, but didn't manage oh, to. Oh, I never went and to I Ireland. And I always said, you know, one day I need to go back there, you know, hopefully when I'm married. So I'm hoping one day to go with my hubby yeah. because he's, um, you know, Aboriginal and he's also part Irish. Same. Which is- <laughs> well, I'm not, part, I'm not Aboriginal, but... But like my mum's maiden name, my mum's yeah maiden name is Fitzpatrick. Oh, like yeah, I'm, very I'm, Irish mate, I'm as Irish it? as it gets. Like there um, you go. Uh, so I need to I need to get over there and see yeah. my brothers and sisters, hang out with my. Well, I I would say like fellow like rangers, but I'm I'm not I'm not. Oh, like there you so, go. <laughs> so shout out Irish people who have interesting names. As well. Yeah, well, I never knew until recently that Ireland's also called Emerald uh, Emerald Island because of its rolling and green hills. So there you go. Wow. I was like, okay. where's Emerald Island? When I looked it up, it was like Ireland. But here's some exciting news is mm-hmm. that in Ireland, um, ospreys are breeding. Now, ospreys are a particular kind of bird that is up in that area, even around Scotland particularly. 
um, but used to be a breed that was actually on island and was becoming extinct. Now the look of it is really beautiful looking. It's almost like this, you know, almost like an eagle kind of look. But the interesting thing is it has this black ring around its eyes and it has these bright yellow, um, y- yellow eyes and there's bright, um, and there's this black ring around its eyes. Mm. And, you know, so a bird watcher by the name of Gillis Knight actually back in 2021 saw a nest and two adults um, there and he basically has now just spotted um, three chicks also. So there's actually some new new life happening from them, so they're breeding. But it's the first time in almost 250 years. So the name for them is actually, their Gaelic name is Eascare Koirinik uh, or, or, ton, or Tonsured Fisherman, which wow. is really interesting. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's really Gaelic. I can't even almost pronounce that. But, yeah, but actually the name comes because it's of that black band that's around their eyes and the white crown that is given to them. Now, the white crown is actually also given to them because of the, the semi kind of bold um, tonsure, which is like the what the monks used to have, mm-hmm. you know, the bold patch that they would shave yeah. on their head. Uh-huh. So that's kind of where it comes from, That you know, this typical of monks. And they were also typically, um, you know, around the, the ponds that were around the settlements where the monks used to be, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, conservationists have actually placed artificial nesting and platforms across parts of Ireland with the hope that many of these ospreys that would be migrating, you know, that, that when they would migrate might actually settle there because they were so worried that they'd be extinct. So the last time, like I say, it was almost... 250 years ago that they were seen. They were actually last seen and recorded in 1779 around the ruins of McDermott's Castle on the Isle of Lauki, which is part of Ireland. Um, but unfortunately, since then, you know, since firearms and things became a popular mm. thing, which have in so many countries and have destroyed so many of the natural habitat, habitat that God has created, um, you know, with the firearm, firearms coming in and everything, what has happened is that the nests were destroyed and birds mm. actually got shot increasingly, um, the more that firearms became available. And so the conservationists were going like, you know, what can we actually do to actually get them you know, back here. And so they actually put out these artificial nesting platforms in Ireland with the hope that, yeah, like mm. like I said, that they, if they were migrating across, you know, that they would actually stay there. And so now finally the first nest that somebody has spotted has actually found, you know, the three chicks and two adults, which is absolutely um Absolutely fantastic, I think, because we are to look after God's creation. We are called to do that. In fact, in in Genesis, in in, in chapter one, when God created male and female, when He created humanity, He mm. said, you know, to give you dominion over these, to look after, mm. basically, you know, what He has created. Yeah, absolutely, the work of conservation is. Our original work, our original uh, occupation here in the land. It's amazing to hear these ospreys that are on the brink, you know, that they're creating this home for them to encourage, especially when they're like a native animal, you know, shout out like native native fauna native oh, flora like it's beautiful it's, stuff it's just it's neat like i really 
it's tough because at the same time, you know, there is there is like a balance to strike in terms of, you know, there's some things overrun other things and whatnot. And then a native species can become a pest or an invasive species can be. But regardless, it's it's uh, yeah, it's amazing to have you know, eco, ecological diversity. Oh, and we yeah. have the ability, like God has given us the right to be able to control that, to be 100%. able to make sure that happens. Yeah, yeah. And the way that he created things was so that everything looks after itself, you know, you've got that cycle of life mm. in every kind of way. Looks so. after itself, but also complementary as yes. well, which is like one of the biggest things is is a little bit unexplainable in regards to evolution and whatnot. It's like, wow, there are so many complementary systems in nature. It's so beautiful. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show with Danuta and Lawson. And Lawson, we're excited about our quiz questions that we've got today. For mm. people to go into the draw on Friday, tell us our next quiz question. Oh, this is one of the shortest ones we've had in a long time, yeah, too. This quiz question, just simply, how did Eli die? Yeah. Eli, <laughs> he was a guy in the Bible who lived in this time of Samuel. Yeah. Samuel was a judge of Israel. He, well, it was kind of towards the earlier part of Samuel's life. Mm. But how did he die? If yeah. you know how Eli died, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. If you text that number with the correct answer, you will go into the draw to win our two amazing prizes for this week. Thoughts from the Mount of, Ple- uh, thoughts from the Mount of Blessings and a thoughtful hour as well. We want to give these to you absolutely for free. All you need to do, again, is text us 0491-064-669 so that you can get in for the draw and then if you're in for the draw and you win we have our draw at on friday at 8 45 then you get these books the more questions you answer correctly the more entries you get for the quiz so guys start playing get in get those answers in so that you can win 0491 also want to say we're shellless this morning we are shellless we are are lacking (laughs) shells this morning and that's because our amazing producer shell is currently in the u.s living her best life gallivanting and spending time with her family and yeah or she's catching up on sleep depending on the time i wonder where she's at right now so so i know she's from wisconsin yeah her family's from wisconsin yeah i didn't really ask her about her travel itinerary if she was going to go anywhere else but do do you know yeah no so she's staying mainly there because she's actually looking after her um, dad, I think it is, or anyway, one of the big wrong mum, mum or dad, yeah. you know, one of those isn't too well, and she's sure. actually looking after them, uh, relieving her sister, which is really lovely, and mm. just spending some really good quality time with the family. But yeah, so she's probably no doubt already mm. landed there, I'll say, because she left yesterday morning from Sydney. So, so yeah, we without mm. Shell, but you know, things are plodding along, you know, well, <laughs> getting we're, it done. Absolutely, it's all getting done, which is fabulous. Mm. But we do miss Shell because she's just a fabulous because um, she's such a gun dude she is she does does a fabulous job but she's just a fabulous person all around too hey we want to just shout out some happy birthdays to people too of course this month especially has been a big birthday month uh Braden's two cousins happy birthday to you today on the 29th of August and also to Rebecca in Townsville mm. um you know, a good friend of mine, and it's her birthday. I received a text last night too, wishing me happy birthday. So happy birthday to you, Rebecca. I know you're mm. faithful listener of Faith FM too. So I hope you have a really super day. As hey, if you well. have a birthday today, 
Yeah. Text, or text not today or coming today, up. Today, tomorrow or the day after. There's hey. three days left to let us know. 0491-064-669. Maybe this week. Give us a text. 0491-064-669. As I said, hey, you're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And I wanted to talk about pastors. 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 You can't yeah. live with them. You can't live without them. They <laughs> always I walk out the door exist now? <laughs> and they're just always there. And of course, like, you know, Danuta working in ministry, I'm at the moment, you know, studying my degree right. in theology, making my way towards that career option and path. I've been working in some kind of ministry capacity for the church for the last six years or so. Mm. Uh, but very soon I, yeah, will be finishing my degree and, so and going into it. As, as a career because I believe it's something that God has called me to do. Now, a survey was done yep. in the United States, not recently, actually last year, that we've talked about on The Breakfast Show before, but I wanted to highlight it again because some new research has come out, mm. and it's in regards to pastors. Now, the research mm. that was done last year was a huge survey, and the questions of that survey were regarding, the big question of the survey was, do pastors have a biblical worldview? Oh. And they did this survey, and this was a survey that was done in the US, and they found that of like an average of all the pastors from all the different denominations that they surveyed, 30%, 37% of all Christian pastors have a biblical worldview. Mm. Uh, so the highest level of having a worldview was uh, basically evangelical Protestant and non-denominational independent. They had yeah. 51 and 57% respectively. Then underneath that was charima- charismatic Pentecostal having 37%, mainline Protestant having 32%, oh. uh, traditional, traditionally black Protestant, which mm. is obviously this is a United States statistic, with 9%, and then Roman Catholic oh. with Six percent. Wow, that's so this really is, low. So these two, like that, six percent of the pastors in that denomination having a biblical. Oh, worldview. that's that's or concerning. like for Catholicism, that's Catholic priests. For you know, uh, Black Protestant pastors, that's yeah, nine percent. And working, you know, I was working my way through. I'm trying to grasp all of this in yeah, my head. So, it's kind of like, hang on. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're in that field, in the spiritual field, you know, and teaching others the Bible and stuff, like, mm-hmm. that is really low. Well, the different uh, the different values or the different aspects that they brought into the survey to test someone's biblical worldview yeah. was purpose and calling, family and value of life, God creation and history, faith practices, sin, salvation, God and relationship, human character and nature, lifestyle, behavior and relationships, and Bible truth and morals. So... Very all-encompassing. Very all-encompassing. And so, which ones? Some which ones of those were like high, and which ones were lower? Did they give the, the scores for that as yeah. well? Yeah. So, not? among like, for example, non-denominational independent, like purpose and calling, they had the, the high score out of any like seventy percent of of independent churches had a very biblical understanding yeah. of purpose and calling. Yeah. Um, versus, you know, in the the Catholic Church, it was forty-two percent. Traditionally, Black Protestants, it was twenty. Five percent charismatics. It was forty six percent and whatnot. The now, lowest, oh. the lowest numbers is amongst Bible truth and morals, oh. uh, which, like for the Roman Catholic Church, was like thirteen hey. percent. Uh, these kinds of things. So and so they have this standard from the Bible. They're like, okay, this is this is some general, you know, mere Christianity biblical truth, and we're just seeing whether these pastors agree or disagree. Uh huh. And that's the thing. If it's six percent of people hold that, you know, if it's 6%, say, of Roman Catholics, 
live up to that. That means that they that ninety four percent of Roman Catholic pastors or priests, priests. that they interviewed don't and they gave said don't believe or agree yeah, right. with these kinds of standards. And therefore, if you don't believe or agree with that, you typically don't tend to live up to it either. That's right. And I'm thinking, how can you? So, I mean, the the two tie in. Like, I would have thought. It's got to be a hundred percent in calling, surely. Yeah. Like you know, if you're called, you call. Not you even. You just and yet it's seventy percent, and then on top of that, that um, you know, how can it, it's all got to do with your own conversion? And if you're not called and you don't feel converted in that space, how can you be then? teaching others and calling them to a converted life. That's right. Well, this is the key The key point here, teaching others. That's it. Because what is the run-on effect of this, that the leaders of churches are not living according to a biblical worldview? Well, some more study know, was done. And, and you and I know too, and this is a biblical, con- you know, it's, it's supported in everywhere, like if you talk to other ministers, you know, we can preach or try and teach, but the greatest teaching is our life. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Our character. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is the run-on effect from this? Yeah. There was more studies done. Uh, now we jump to April this year. So that right. previous study, that was last year in September, April this year, study was done by the same research center, which is the Cultural Research Center of Arizona uh, in the, at the Arizona Christian University. So they, they're surveying all over the United States. What's the run-on effect? Now, in amongst Christians, mm. so these are people who identify as Christian, yep. uh, there has been from 2020 to 2023 a drop of 14%, from 58% to 44% of people who believe that Jesus lived a sinless life. 44%. Only 44% Whoa. of people who identify as Christian, who identify as a Christian and who would typically attend church. Oh, that's 44%. So what, what hope would any Christian have if our Savior you know, was not spotless and was not perfect. But like, and so this is this is in April oh. this year. Now we jump to five days ago. Pew okay. Research Center give us release, the releases Hit some us data. It. Now this data was essentially over communicating with the dead. Okay, wow. communicating with the dead and how people of faith felt about communicating with the dead and whether they had ever had that experience. Now, it's very clear, uh, key to understand that the Bible absolutely prohibits absolutely. outlaws. It 100%. calls it an abomination to communicate with the dead. And the simple reason is be- because... Because we're communicating with evil spirits. That's yeah, right, because Satan, the dead... and dead the, know nothing. The dead are dead. Like, the dead are dead right now and no, there are no, there are no souls in heaven there are no souls in hell. Yeah, everyone was very clear about everyone that. is dead and awaiting Jesus to come back. Mm. Now check this out. This was crazy. They did this this uh, survey amongst all people of all you know groups uh, as in regards to how they felt about communicating to the dead with the dead and whether they had felt as though they had done it before. Check this out. Mm. The highest number of people who felt as though they had connected with the dead, percentage-wise, 66% of Catholics, 67% of traditional black Protestants, Mm. um, 58% of mainline Protestants, uh, 42% of evangelicals. There you go. So it's it's basically flipped. flipped. 
Hasn't that's it? right. It's so flipped. the lower Relative the biblical the, worldview is it. among the pastors, right. the higher that the participation fascinating. in fascinating. practices the Bible just abhors is. That that's what we see right. here in, in the statistics. So when pastors, when leaders of the church are rejecting a biblical worldview, wow. it is reflecting in the beliefs and repla- yep. or, and the practices of the, and the congregants. Li- yeah, the lives of congregants. But yeah. this is the important point: is that in the same way, it's kind of vice versa. Mm. If you have a strong biblical pastor mm-hmm. who preaches powerfully from the Word of God. Mm and uplifts biblical morality and a worldview mm. in their life, that will reflect in the congregants. Mm. And so there is a need for pastors. You know, Absolutely. this is this research is to say biblical view. Pastors are bad and da, 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 da. But this is what we see. Pastors yep. have been given a position by yep. God to oh, have that influence and to 100%. lead people to Christ. This is a gift that they have been given. And it is fascinating to see that when they misuse that gift, mm. that it leads people to do things that are totally against God. And- you're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Lawson, we have our next quiz question for this morning, please. Yes, we do. Our next question for the quiz is Who said, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for? Christ. If you know who said that, 0491-064-669 is the number to text. And if you text with the correct answer, you're going to the draw to win our amazing prizes for this week. Thoughts from the Mount of Blessings as well as a thoughtful hour. But again, that number, 0491-064-669. And that question was, who said, but what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Mm. You know the answer to that one? Guys, you need to get in for our draw for these amazing books that we're giving you absolutely for free if you win the draw. That's it. If you answer questions correctly. <laughs> That's so, it. so there are there are a few there are a few uh, stipulations, but it won't cost you anything. No, this is no, the big that's point. it. And and the more times you enter, the more times you know you get the chance to win. And of course, mm-hmm. we're getting them coming in a, a lot this morning too. And you know, a clue for that one is that yeah, he's one of the biggest writers in the New Testament too. So, <laughs> and we're actually studying one of the the books. By mm. him as well. Is that a good, uh, too much of a giveaway? Hopefully yeah, not. I hope not. I hope not. Hey, 0491 <laughs> Hey, we've actually got um, George Stefanescu on the line this morning. Hello, George. Are you there? Yes. Good morning. How are you guys? Good morning. Fantastic. Great. Thanks so much, George. Great to have you online today. And we're look, really looking forward to your segment on health today. I know you've entitled it. 78 million reasons. Wow, that's a lot, but there's obviously a lot of reasons. And um, you're looking at the benefits of lowering your heart rate today, but um, it sounds really interesting. So, yeah, open to you with sharing right now with what you've got on this topic. Thanks. Okay. Well, the, the big idea is that if you lower your resting heart rate by just 15 beats per minute, Mm. you you will save 78 million heart rate or heartbeats over 10 years. That's 78 million heartbeats. Wow, that's over loads. 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I so, mean, by 15 beats. Uh, yes, that's correct. 15 beats, which which is not very hard. It, we are not talking taking years to do that. That mm. can be done that can be done in as little as probably three to four months if you're really dedicated. Mm. But 
for most people, that's probably a six, six to ten month journey um, to lower your heart rate that much, and that will add for every ten years, for every decade that you live, that will effectively give you another three years of heartbeat. So, wow. I don't know if you've heard. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yes. Yeah. So that is incredible. That is incredible. So tell us a little bit about, you know, what is the normal heart rate for people generally? And, um, and, and I, I think what we're hearing from you is that, you know, because of um, probably for a variety of reasons, our heart rates go up, if you can tell us that, and therefore the significance of trying to lower it um, yeah. you know, in that yeah. space. It's, yeah, look, it's really hard to actually say what is an an average heartbeat. It mm-hmm. ranges from super, super fit people yes. can be as low as 40 odd heartbeats. Wow. And it mm-hmm. can be all the way up to, you know, people that are not that well, um, can, can have a resting heart rate of 90. That's definitely, that's way at the other, at the mm-hmm. other end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. And, and obviously children are different. Children are a lot higher. So we can't, it, it's very hard to give an actual, what is the heart rate? You can look at them up. There are some tables, mm. but it, it really isn't a, an accurate guide. So probably the best guide to start with is to say, well, okay, what sort of health am I in? If, I, if mm. I'm not in the best of health and my heart rate is 80, can I reduce that to 65? Mm. Well, you can. You can. Mm. You can put in some work. And the benefits, now, there has to be a benefit for this. Mm. So yeah. obviously... For every decade, you get an extra three years of of heart beats, right? But mm. that's only a part of it. So this is the staggering part: is if you if you go from above average fitness level to low fitness level, your risk of dying increases by two hundred and seventy five percent. Now that two seventy five percent, wow, that's massive. Two hundred. Two hundred and seventy-five. Yes, two hundred and seventy-five percent. That's massive. It's massive. So, and that's only over ten years. So, over a lifetime, it increases even more than that. So, so you don't want to go from above average to low. You want to go the other way around. You want to go to above average fitness level. So, um, yeah, as I said, you know, indefinitely under a year, anybody can reduce their heart rate by fifteen beats per minute, but do you want to know how to do that? Yes, I was going to say, what are the ways that we can actually know okay. how to do that? And I, I'm assuming mm, fitness right. and exercise are one of those biggest ones, but what are some of the ways that we can actually do that to reduce it? Yeah, okay, so any activity that you enjoy doing, um, preferably outdoors, but any activity that you enjoy, like walking, biking, swimming, any of those things, but you need to do at least two hours a week, generally at least two hours a week, preferably in two to four sessions a week. So two to four sessions a week, at least two hours in total, and preferably measure your heart rate sometimes. So if you don't have a one of those chest straps, you may have a watch that can measure it. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a watch, you can still do it with – by literally counting your heart rate, um, feeling your pulse on mm-hmm. your on your left hand, on your, usually that's the most common. On your wrist yep. or around your neck too, On the wrist mm-hmm. or around the neck, yes, mm-hmm. correct. 
So you can measure that and just do 15 seconds and multiply by four, and that'll tell you how many beats per minute you've got. It's that simple, really. Yeah, not- yeah. And these, and these days you're mentioning about the watch. I mean, the Apple Watches and the SWAT, what do they call them, the SWAT Watches as well. Yes. They, they have yes. that automatically yes. on there, don't they, yes, so they much do. as well. That's right. So, That's right. Okay. Yeah, so, so it's not hard. And in terms of how do you aim what um, – how do you aim or what is your training uh, level, you basically take 180 and just take your age off it. So if you're 40 years of age, you go 180 minus 40, mm-hmm. now you need to aim around 140 beats. But you subtract 10 off that if you're not very well or if you you know, if you're on medications or you haven't done that for a while. So you might say, I'm 40 years of age, 180 minus my age is, brings me back to 140 beats a minute. I'll take another 10 off mm-hmm. because I'm not that crash hot at the moment. So you might mm-hmm. aim to, to sit on 130 beats a minute. Mm-hmm. Do that two to four times a week for, uh, you know, at least two hours a week. And, yeah, uh, bingo, in, in a matter of, yeah, well under a year, you will get to, you will reduce your heart rate by 15 beats a minute and reduce your risk of chronic disease hugely and improve your quality of life. That sounds fabulous. So the key key to that is consistency because you might start off, you know, so many times it's easy just to start off and go like, yes, I'm going to be pumped. I'm going to get into the exercise and you do it two to four times a week and then after a month or two you kind of slacken off and stuff. But it's actually about the consistency, isn't it? It is. It really is. mm, Are there some benefits of doing it with others as opposed to yourself to keep you motivated? Like what what are some of the tips for, for doing it in that? space mm-hmm. absolutely so um the more you can make it fun the better it is so g- g- grab a group of friends and say okay we're just going to do a nice easy bike ride how far are we going to go let's just do 25 minutes nice easy bike ride now you start off and you do that twice a week and you might do it on your own an additional time a week mm-hmm. um and just start off easy then in a month's time, so okay, we've done 25 minutes. We can easily, everybody can handle that. Let's let's bump it up. Let's make it 30 or 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. And pretty soon, you'll be able to do 40, 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. Once you can do that, your heart rate is starting to get, your heart is starting to get fitter. It starts to pump a lot more blood on each heartbeat. Therefore, it gets to rest more because it's doing less heartbeats. Mm. It's it's an absolute winner. You cannot. It's just one of the best things you can do. So just remember that number: two hundred and seventy-five percent. You can reduce your risk, or if you get fitter, or you can increase it if you are in the low levels. Yeah, yeah, and that's interesting because the th- the key thing, isn't it, that the older we get, it's easiest to go like, oh, I'm just not feeling up to it or I'm just getting older and I just can't cope with it. But in fact, what yes. what I'm hearing too is that the older we get, the more we need to be doing that. Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah, the the older and, and it's never too old. Um, some of the oldest people that have, have started, there was a lady in the US who started her first time was at 75. She actually exercised the first time in her life at 75. What? Mm. Yeah, and, and she started doing, yeah, lifting weights and going out bike riding and running, and mm-hmm. yeah, she she's uh, she's still alive. She's in her nineties now. So, just one example, of course, but there's there's a lot of examples if you 
if you look online, there's a lot of examples of people that have started in their 40s and 50s. Wow. For the first time in their life, 60s, 70s. Um, mm. Yeah, it's never too late, never oh, too late. And they've done well to actually get to 60 and 70 without even exercising. There must be without some other, other aspects that they've been doing well and doing it right too. So uh, That's right, <clears throat> that's right. Yeah, so, yeah, so um, it really is never too late to start and it really will make such a difference. So obviously... We talked about, you know, that it'll stave off the big four, like the cancers, the mm. heart disease, metabolic things, and the um, neurological disorders. It'll reduce the risk hugely. But what about all the quality of life? What yes. about right. being able to spend time with your family, your kids, your grandkids, you know? Yeah, because the offshoot with that is, you know, when I say offshoot, you know, the, the, the benefits of it in so many ways, like with exercise, is that whole oxygen going through the blood and into the yeah. brain, isn't yeah. it? And therefore, it's, you know, a, a preventative even for things like dementia as well and, yeah. um, you know, clarity of thought and in all of those spaces, isn't exactly. it? So it's, it's, exactly. Mm. Yeah, there's mental, ma- massive mental health benefits uh, that essentially your brain is more oxygenated and your brain loves living on fat. It loves fat. Mm. So when you do a lot of uh, oxygen um, requirement, you know, requiring exercise, mm-hmm. your, your body is essentially burning body fat and your brain feeds off that body fat, and it loves it. It just thrives on it, thrives on it. Wow, yeah. that that's just fabulous. And I love, you know, I love the fact of what you're saying in that space that you know it adds on 78 million, um, you know, more reasons heartbeats. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah heartbeats yeah. over another 10 years. So 10 essentially years. what you're saying is that you could actually be adding on another yep. 10 years onto your actual life and not just adding on yep. to your life but quality years. Quality. Um, that, that, yeah. And that's, yeah, and that's the thing that, that when you look at it is that we're living longer than we have certainly in the last few hundred years, mm-hmm. but but the quality of life's actually gone downhill drastically. I mean, right. people are now starting to get all these diseases when they're mm-hmm. fifty, yeah. where before they might have died a little bit younger, but they didn't die. And, and a lot of the time, it was because of wars and mm-hmm. and famines and mm-hmm. those sort of things. Mm-hmm. You know, hunting, yeah. but. Yeah, our quality of life has gone down. So let's get that quality of life. Let's not survive. Let's thrive. Yes, yeah. And the, the reason that we're actually living longer too is because there's so many medications now and that's exactly. what's pumping, pump, being pumped into people yeah. and we can have that. So, yes. yeah. So, George, we've got about a minute left. Is there anything else that you want to just add to our, to, to our listeners, you know, to sum it up in any kind of particular way? Um, yeah, look, essentially... Just focus on, and I think you mentioned it before, was consistency. Get that consistency up. So mm-hmm. it's no good of doing seven times this week and zero next week. That right. is no, 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 no. That's a no-no. Yep. Um, do two sessions this week and say, well, I've been able to do that this week, next week, next week, mm-hmm. four weeks running, and then say, okay, now I can do add on an extra one. So. Yeah, mm. consistency is the absolute key and enjoyment. Enjoy it. Don't, don't, you know, like enjoy it with the company of others. Mm. Don't force yourself. Get away from the exercise work. Get away from it. Say, now it's playtime. Play. Yes. I'm playing now. 
Yeah, love love what you're saying there, George, and thank you so much with what you've shared with us. Um, And I want to challenge each one of us, including this is for myself, to keep on having consistency with our exercise, have those two to four sessions a week, measure your heart rate and where it's at so that you can actually have um, 78 more million reasons um, to live on and have those extra 10 years and have quality of life. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.